We never borrowed a dime to grow to, to grow our business, right? We've you know we've used some of our own money as as we you know we were four partners across the country, and um, we used some of our own money to open up operations, but technically never really borrowed a dime from the bank. Today's show is brought to you in partnership with International Justice Mission. Thank you to Philip Calvert and his team for the incredible work they do to bring awareness to the global problem of modern day slavery. I'm proud to share with my audience that I have formalized my relationship with IGMs for becoming one of their Canadian ambassadors. Why? Because I believe we can end slavery in our lifetime and I want to use my platform to be part of that mission. For many of you, hearing that statement may be a rallying cry. For the rest, it may be a moment of, wait, what? Slavery? Is that even a thing? For me, up to 12 to 18 months ago, it was the second. I did not even understand the problem or that it existed at the scale that it does. Currently, there are over 40 million people affected by modern day slavery. 40 million people. After a chance meeting with Philip Calvert, National Director of Development for IGM Canada, my eyes were open to the reality that poor people face the world over, a reality of violence that stops them from ever moving forward in their life. At first, this made me uncomfortable. Then it made me downright mad, but then it gave me hope. It is support of groups like IGM that will allow us to reach the goal of any slavery in our lifetime and give hope to people who may have none. I know this can be an uncomfortable conversation and that is okay. That's why we're gonna go on this journey together. Stay tuned as we host guests from IGM who will help educate us as well as upcoming events that where we can meet the amazing people that make the work they do a reality. Please join me in supporting this incredible organization by visiting and donating to their cause at www.igm.ca. We will only succeed in any slavery in our lifetime if we work together to make a difference. Hello and welcome to Collisions YYC, Follow the Money, Investing with Purpose, a show where we have real conversations with the people who are driving change in our community. And I'm really excited, as I always am, for my guest this morning, Mr. Brian, Brian LaRue. Brian and I have known each other for many years. We have the privilege of being in an executive group together. And I had the opportunity to have a bit of a ringside seat of to watch Brian go through a transaction and a significant transaction, a significant evolution of his business. And I love, as everybody knows, to be able to bring on those stories and kind of peel back the layers or with the curtain or the kimono or whatever metaphor you want to use to share a little bit about the behind the scenes that often gets maybe glanced by when we talk about a large transaction or partnering or changing our business fundamentally. So with that, Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler. I'm uh, looking forward to our conversation this morning. Really good to have you on. So let's not let's not waste any time. Let's jump right in the elevator. You are owner and CEO of LineStar Utility Supply. What is yep. Brian? What's a LineStar? Let's start with that. <laughs> uh, LineStar basically selling tools and equipment to the utilities across the country. Uh, so anything local and Max would need to build power line. So okay. from simple screwdrivers, hammers, FR clothing, all the way up to the big string and equipment. How many, how many, do you guys go by SKUs? Would that be how you, how many SKUs do you, how many SKUs do you guys carry? Just give context. Um, carry probably about 20,000. Okay. Uh, Okay. I thought it was, I knew it was a big number. I didn't know how big it was. Uh, 20,000 lands. Let's get some weight to it. Okay. So you guys, everything from screwdrivers to, to trucks that you would see working on the lines. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not quite the trucks, but uh, the, uh, the tensioning equipment, pullers, that type of thing for sure. So we get involved in those. And those. could be half a million dollar type piece of equipment as well. So a big breath from a screwdriver to a half million dollar piece of equipment. Yeah. So if I'm driving yeah. down and uh, see a bunch of big utility towers and I see those guys hanging off the lines with all their gear and all their stuff, though all that gear and everything that they're going to be equipped with comes from you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. And how long you guys been in business? Uh, 17 years. Oh, nice. Started oh. out in Vancouver, uh, then Calgary, opened in Winnipeg, opened in Mississauga, and uh, currently looking... Well, hopefully sign a lease by the end, uh, first part of January for Quebec. 
Okay. Oh, interesting. So, we'll talk yeah. about even setting up business in Come being from Quebec, I know there's um, some might say an exorbitant amount of hoops to jump through to be able to do business in Quebec. But we'll touch. We'll touch. That's not the root of the call. But uh, it, it is its own. It is its own. It's it is it. It's its own universe. So when I think about this business and the utility supply industry, is this a fragmented province by province monpa that's now migrating and kind of coming together into bigger entities? Like, what's a little bit of the journey just for so people to get an understand? Because if, if you're not in this injury, has it been consolidating? Like. What's been the journey in this uh, kind of in this area? From the electrical utility side, I mean, we've always had the Nmaxes and the Epcors and the Atcos mm-hmm. and the Fortises in in you know Elflink here in Alberta. Um, where the amalgamation has been happening is out in Ontario. Okay. At one point in time, I think they had about 125 utilities, maybe even more. And they've narrowed. They continue to narrow that down as Hydro One buys more, and uh, some of the other utilities start to amalgamate. Okay. So, yeah. for most part, the utilities are SAS Power, Manitoba Hydro, BC Hydro. You know okay. that type of thing. So, yeah. So the individuals like you that now supply those entities, what what kind of trends have been impacting that? Uh, has it been a lot of local smaller organ, uh, operations that are kind of moving now into bigger, more amalgamated shops or multi-province national stuff like you're doing? Just you know, over the 17 years, just trying to get a, get a feel for how much your Pacific side of the industry has evolved or changed. It has changed quite a bit, more so in the hardware world. Okay. So the guys that are selling the transformers and the nuts and the bolts and the insulators, okay. those have been being bought up by bigger conglomerates, um, you know, multinational type companies, even uh, some from from overseas as well. So okay. in the tool world, it's kind of been more the mom and pop type shops. Okay. Um, and as we continue to grow across the country, we kind of starting to, you know, take over a little bit more of each each province as we move. Okay. So for you, west, for... to, west to east, we went. Okay. So. Start, yeah, starting in Vancouver and kind of working way across. Yeah. And have you grown through acquisition or have you grown from setting up kind of net new operations like what you're talking about even Quebec, where you decide to land, <laughs> land and expand versus acquisition and then growing off the back of a network that maybe already exists? Yeah, we've just done it on our own, um, opening up new branches from province to province. We've always been this kind of walk before you run type okay. ownership, mm-hmm. and it's worked for us. Okay. So, well, clearly, and we're going to get to the end or when, when things kind of, yeah, and yeah. from a growth perspective, have you grown off cash flow? Have you done a lot of fun? Cause we're going to get to the transition of you bringing on a bigger partner and actually really shifting things. So I'm just really curious of the steps that, you know, I know there was many over 17 years that kind of got you there to then all of a sudden be ready for what was this, you know, transaction that we're going to unpack today. Yeah. Again, um, I don't know if it's like, we're proud of it. I don't know if it's the right, the right term mm. to use, but we never yeah. borrowed a dime. Oh, okay, grow, that's to, interesting. To grow our business, right? We've, you know, we've used some of our own money as, as we, you know, we were four partners across the country, and um, we used some of our own money to open up operations, but technically, never really borrowed a dime from the bank. Interesting. So, and for anyone who can't see Brian right now, which is I'm the only one who can see the video, there's a glint in his eye when he does say that. <laughs> right or wrong, it's a, it's a point of pride, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's everyone's got a version of right or wrong, but it's what you guys did, and it's clearly what worked for you. So over the last couple of years, and like I said, I had the privilege of being an executive group for you. So I kind of saw this start brewing in the, 
what was the trigger as a 17 year business who has had some really steady growth and been doing some, you know, built a good solid business. We'll just say that as a blanket statement to then say, okay, we need to do things differently. Was it partners wanting to exit? Was it like, okay, we need to grow. So we need to inject some capital. Talk to me even about the thinking, even for people listening, where was that kind of inkling or where did that spark? Maybe that's a bad thing to say in your business. Where did the spark start (laughs) that really got you moving to what ended up being this transaction that just happened over the last year? Well, so we actually had a company approach us wanting to know if we would sell. And um, mm. it wasn't really in the back of it, any of our minds. Um, okay. And then, you know, a year and a half ago, um, two of my partners, Mike and Bill, um, both pushing 60 years old, uh, talked about retirement and how okay. was that going to work and really didn't have a succession plan on, on how that was going to happen. Okay. So... All of a sudden, you get courted, basically. Yeah. basically. yeah. Well, I'm not yeah. single, but if I was single, would I be interested in this? Like, that's an interesting moment. And was it universal? Like you said, you had, you had four main partners. And oftentimes in an organization, especially over time, partners can be really aligned or maybe sometimes they don't. Was that a, something that all of a sudden very quickly, like, hey, maybe this is a strategy to solve some of these other challenges that we obviously haven't figured out yet? Like, I'm 60 and I want to exit, but the business is still intact and it's still functioning. And other people like yourself, I know, wanted to stay on board. Did this all of a sudden become like, oh, wow, this is maybe a real viable option here to do something different? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely was how it all started. Um, okay. and, and that was just pre-COVID. That, that I was going to ask, so yeah, that was the end the of, first, 20, end of yeah. 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first porting uh, happened. <laughs> and then everything yeah. went silent for, for the year almost, right? As it did, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and then the partners started to discuss further about, okay, so really what is the exit strategy? And like I say, with the two guys uh, out in BC approaching 60, um, that's that's when it started to really take off. Right. But hey, let's, anyone's listening, let's be honest. This isn't about age. This is about yeah. I want to do something different. And I happen to be yeah. 60. <laughs> Just want to be clear. Like, 60 comes in many different shapes and sizes from my experience. Absolutely. <laughs> I have a friend yeah. who just retired and he was 41. So I, I that, that, you know, that it gets just as much like, what? Really? You retired 41? It's funny how we tie, we tie eight. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. yeah he's made a lot yeah. of really good decisions and, and, and done yeah. things really well in his life. But uh, age retirement, that's a whole other series of podcasts. I'm like, what does that even mean? But you had two individuals that had been there from the beginning that wanted to exit the business. Was there part of like, yeah, we could just, for you, I know you wanted to stay. And, and if I'm, I'm going to, this is yeah. where I'm giving the inside baseball a little bit. I was yeah. in some of those conversations where like, well, I'm not ready to sail off into the sunset yet. I actually want to grow this thing. Yeah. So when you started to go, all right, we're going to move forward and we're going to actively look for partners. How much did that play a factor for you going, I don't want to get off the ship. I actually want to stay on board. I'm like, I'm good to go. I got energy for this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I still today, I still got that drive. You know, like I say, I've, I've always thought it'd be nice to have the, the national company, something across the whole country. So I wasn't really ready to, uh, uh-huh. to, to call it quits and or retire. Um, and I personally tried to come up with some money myself to no, buy out my other two time. partners, yep. right? So just couldn't quite put it together. Yep. So, I appreciate that. Um, so that then, was kind of the first, you had the courting, then you had like, okay, I'm not ready to step off. Maybe I'm going to take this thing on. And was there a moment where you're like, okay, let's undertake a formal process here and see if we can, who's out there and who's interested? Yeah. And basically Mike and Bill gave me kind of a deadline, come up with some money or, or a plan, or we're taking it to, you know, to market it realistically. I, I, deadline, so, deadlines keeps everybody yeah. motivated and aligned. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that, that day came and passed and you said, all right, we're going to go to, so who did you part, who did you consult or did you, did you shop around? There's probably many layers of shopping around, but that yeah. first moment of like, <laughs> we're going to quote unquote, take it to market. How did you, who did you end up going with and how did, how, what was that process looking like of like, who was going to help you steward this thing? Well, we did settle on a uh, M&A firm called Fort Capital based out of Vancouver. Okay. Um, we asked for advice from friends, you know, who had been down this path before. Um, Mike out in BC had quite a few friends that have had sold their companies. So we had three different M&A firms that we actually interviewed. Um, it was kind of an interesting process. They're selling to us to use them. We're selling to them to, to, to take us on. So yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind yeah, of totally, this totally. back and forth sales pitch back and forth. But, yeah. um, and I think each one we kind of sat down with two or three times, to be honest with you. And then ultimately, we, uh, like I say, we settled uh, for with Fort Capital um, and, and went down the process with them. Sorry, is it Fort Capital or Fort Capital? Fort. F-O-R-T. F-O-R-T. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So curious, for some of the firms you didn't go with, what were some of the no-flies? the no flies? Like, what were some of the things you're like, nah, that, and this is not a criticism. We're not going to name names from a negative perspective. Yeah. But what were some of the reasons you chose not to go with certain firms? Do you have any that stand out for you? There truly wasn't anything that, stood out as a no i think it was just that fort stood out as the the yes I'm a bigger yes us. okay you know bigger yes yeah and and what it was with fort was they really understood we had two partners that wanted to retire mm-hmm. and two that wanted to stay on so they understood with between the four partners um what each of us really wanted moving mm-hmm. forward and that was a big help for us helping, you know, choose them. And just for the audience's perspective, these four partners, every province or every office had a bit of a different ownership structure. So it wasn't just like 25, 25, 25, 25. It wasn't simple like that. Everyone had a little bit, there, there was a bit of a dynamic to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we set up each office, Mike and Bill started out in BC, so they had ownership there. Yeah. We opened in Alberta, so then it was the three of us. When we opened in Manitoba, we brought on a fourth partner. Uh, and just kind of set up individual offices. Mm-hmm. We were ran as one big happy family. Um, but at the end of the day, we had four separate sets of books. Okay. So also the level, it just adds a little bit more uh, complication or factors, uh, var- variables to the deal. So you yeah, decided, absolutely. so so you were coming into, we're in COVID, things went quiet, but it but it lit the spark and gave you guys. So when did you, when did you engage Ford Capital? So we started the process August of 2021. Um, okay. of shopping, you know, kind of thing going out there. And um, I believe it was November 1st time frame that we had finally had chosen uh, Fort Capital to move forward with. Okay, so if we're going timeline, November 2022 just passed. So a year ago, essentially yeah. November for the sake of timeline here, you yeah. guys said, all right, we're going with Fort Capital. And then they put everything together for you and did some, like put the deal room together, did all the things that you needed to do to then be able to show up for potential investors or partners. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot of work. It was more I was going to ask, how much was that? Tell me about that process. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, the, the great part was Mike, um, one of my partner out in BC, he basically says, I'll take this on. So I'll do as much as I can without involving the other three partners um, to get us to, you know, the sale stage. Yep. And when he needed help from each office, then he'd reach out. But for us, I think it worked out really, really well that we had the four partners and one was willing to step up and, and take on the, 
the role as uh, the realtor. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Well, so, the, yeah. the accountability and, you know, three people owning something means nobody owns anything. So one person focusing on, and let's not, and again, I've heard this from many founders, you still got a going concern business at the time. Like the business doesn't pause or stop or the plane doesn't park on the runway while you go and fix it. You've got to do all the things at the same time. Yeah, so absolutely. I do appreciate, uh, you know, having a partnership that works that way where one person's like, I got this, I'll, I'll let you know what I need, but I'll yeah. make sure it gets done. So then yeah. you can keep going and, and growing and expanding the business. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, just to, to throw in, um, Mike, Bill, and I have been friends for 34 years. Oh, interesting. You know? Okay, so you guys had a few different well, layers, so we, which can be a strength uh, yeah, and a well, weakness, to be blunt, in a lot of, in a lot of deals. You yeah, know, yeah, in yeah, this case, yeah. you're speaking to a positive, which is great. Yes, you know, yeah, we've yeah. both seen many a business fall apart because the relationship fell apart, not the business. The business fell yeah. apart next. <laughs> so November, you guys, you decided on a partner, you put everything together, and when did you actually start getting out there and or when did they start getting out there shopping your business around on your behalf? Realistically, it wasn't until April 1st. Okay. Um, so, okay. So it, not really, it, to like, the, not to the spring. Okay. Yeah. Not till the spring. And it, it took a long time, like I say, to create, you know, the teaser to begin with. Tell the story. Um, mm-hmm. Tell the story. And then of course, then at the same time you're working on the SIM uh, and, and I think at the end of the day the sim was 60 plus pages of okay. powerpoint presentation mm-hmm. so and in all that time as well um continuing to build uh the deck uh so you know when we go to market there's 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 a platform for all the people that are interested to start looking at all our information mm-hmm. so um so that you know is all took place um december january february march time frame type of deal Okay. So, when yeah. you guys decided to go to market, did you have any, we're looking for Canadian partners, we're looking for anyone in North America, we're looking for this type? Did you have a criteria or did Fort Capital manage that? Or did you have a profile of who you were looking for based on the fact that you had, well, we have two partners want to exit, we have two that want to stay, we have expansion plans. How much did that play into the search? Well, again, with Fort Capital understanding what the wants and needs were from the four partners, it made it so much easier. We did go out to, you know, they, they, we helped with picking strategic names mm-hmm. um, or competitor type companies that we would be interested in listening to. Um, but at the end of the day, um, myself and Greg that were staying on weren't interested in a strategic partner. We were looking more for private equity, okay. something that would allow us to continue to run the operation. Versus a larger competitor, or versus yeah. someone who's looking to come into the sector from another jurisdiction, or whatever the case may be, yeah. and go, hey, and we're going to do it our way, and you're going to get absorbed into our systems and our way of doing yes. things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that well, definitely creates a little bit more of a clear line in terms of who do you want to go to the dance with, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So you know, at the end of the day, there was, um, I believe, 160 plus, um, we'll just say firms across North America that the uh, teaser was sent to. Okay. Um, so, so, you know, a lot of different firms or a lot of different companies. Uh, I was, I was really quite surprised to the, at that number. Mm-hmm. Um, and 140 of them were private equity. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the hundred or another 20 type of thing were, were strategic. Okay. Interesting. So out of the 160, just let's play the funnel game. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. what, where did it drop to? How many responded and said, yeah, we're interested. We want to hear more. Well, at the end of the day, we had uh, 55 um, companies active with the SIM. Um, hmm. So uh, 
um, of course, they have to sign NDAs when they get to that part. So yep. 55 different companies said, yeah, like the, looking at the teaser, we like it, have to sign NDAs. They get to see the SIM. Uh, and then narrowed down from there to 28 different companies uh, to see our quality of earnings report. Uh, one thing we had, we didn't touch on was that that was in that whole process from November through, you know, first of April. Proving everything, also, proving everything out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that also was, it was a lot of work. Uh, we as LineStar owned by, you know, four different, <clears throat> sorry, four different guys. We never really had audited financial statements. Mm-hmm. Um, yet in this type of process, it, I don't know if it's mandatory, but I would say it's necessary, uh, to have an accounting firm come in and do the quality of earnings report for you. And it helped us at the end of the day. Curious though, getting into dollars, maybe percentages was all that work and all that support from Fort Capital strictly based on a percentage of the value of the deal, like, you know, back to the realtor model, like we sell it when we'll do all the things that need, or were there any extra costs like working with accounting firms or was that part of their fee? So it, it kind of, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's similar to a, a realtor. They get a, a percentage, mm-hmm. but there is some upfront costs. Okay. Um, and, and those are, I mean, you can go down this path, spend all this money and effort and not sell it. So they yeah, need yeah. to be paid monthly yeah. as well. So there was a monthly fee. So you had a retainer um, on top of, so, a, of, of an actual percentage. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like I say, you're thinking you started November 1 and, you know, the, uh, the the teaser goes out April one. There's a ton of work that ha- happens in that time. So that's frame. What, yeah, so, you're that's yeah. you're reading my mind. That's why I was like, well, so how did that was it? And I and I know that there's as many versions as there are potentials to to and how companies structure that. Yeah, money up front, yeah, less it, this, a percentage up to a certain amount. Anything over that, the percentage goes to an X, and like the you know, it it can be a was this fairly straightforward? Here's the retainer essentially, and then here's the actual percentage on whatever the sale value is. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty straightforward on that side, okay. and and then like I say, um, getting the quality of earnings report done was was very key. Um, we actually used M and P on that one, okay. and uh, again, really good to work with. Nice. Okay. Good. So good yeah. experiences yeah. all the way through. Yeah. So you put yeah. out a, like, approached one hundred and sixty. Had 55 that signed the NDA or 55 that went to that next level? Yeah, 55 that went to the next level of signing NDAs and looking at the SIM. Okay. uh, Then 28 to the quality of earnings report. Okay. And that's kind of then narrowed down to um, 20 um, actual letters of intent. Okay, 20 LOIs. Okay, so, cool. Oh, yeah, this is a great yeah. little funnel we're building here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 160 to 55 to 28 to 20. So letters of intent. So once that's in play, then then you're actually, then, did you actually present present your your your, your deck to 20, 20 companies? So we narrowed it down to eight. Okay, from 20 to eight. So, yeah, what, what, we was the, what was the 20 to eight? Just back, back and forth conversations and you, yeah, bowed out, was, you bowed out or they bowed out? Mm. Um, I guess it was, it was, it was more about the, the, the variance in offers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we did, we had a wide range of uh, dollar amounts, right? Interesting. So, okay. So yeah. Um, and I think just again, conversations between for capital and these 28 companies down to 20, you know, they start to weed them out, you yep. know, feeling how, how real interested they are. And, you know, there's always people out there kicking tires. I'm sure if they can. Of course. One, well, that's part they, of just deal flow, right? If, you know, if I was talking to them on the other side, they're going to say, yeah, we're going to look at 200 or 300 deals a year to do five deals or, you know, like I've had those conversations as well. I get, I get both yeah. sides of this one. Yeah. Um, 
From a, from a, did you go with the highest offer? And you, again, we're not, I'm not asking the numbers, but you talked about just the variety. Was it because everyone's like, oh, most money, that's what I want. I just, that's all yeah. about that, which we all know that's never, it's never only about that. <laughs> we actually never did. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, through the, through the process, like I say, there was a wide range even between the eight companies that okay. we, we presented to. Um, that was also, a, you know, uh, a stressful um, time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian, I love your honesty. That's why I wanted to have you on. Yeah. I know you tell me straight. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you're, I, I mean, it, it became easy because you're talking about what I love and, and line star is, is, is my, been my baby. Right. So, so, you know, ultimately you're, you're sitting either in a boardroom across from, from a firm um, or on a zoom call and, and you're presenting your company. And again, about a 60 slide PowerPoint presentation yeah. that you're talking about ballpark two two plus hours, you know, kind of thing for, for each one. Um, and Fort Capital helped us a lot with that. Mm-hmm. They they actually created a script for us. Yep. Um, I, I love it. That's yeah. pe- winging it is not a good strategy. You need to have no. a very clear yeah. order of information and think about your audience and, you know, what they're going to care about. And I'm assuming, well, I know I got to watch a little bit. You, you, I saw you get better and more comfortable <laughs> with that from maybe the first one when it was like, oh, shit, I never do this. Because if you don't yeah. present on the right on a regular basis, it's, it is a practice thing. Like presenting is not something you just like very few people wake up and are good at it that day because they decided to do a presentation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. So I, we were partway through the eight presentations and um, Mike got sick, um, ate some bad food or something the okay. one night. So he sent a text. Yeah, he sent a text the next morning saying, guys, I'm not going to make it. And uh, I was like, Mike, don't worry, I got it. And, you know, Mike oh, that's and awesome. I, shared, I didn't know that story. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Mike and I shared quite a bit of the presentation and um, and I just was like, you know, I've listened to four already or, you know, we've sat through four yeah, already. Totally. So I'm like, just, I'm like, Mike, don't worry about it. I got it. And then, um, it, it just flowed from there. It was, it was so much easier after, after a little bit of practice, of course. Mm, totally. But yeah. So you're doing presentations through the course of essentially last summer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, so you, you, you do the presentations, offers come in, you guys sit around as partners plus mine. How did, how, Talk to me about the narrowing process. We've narrowed from 160 down to eight now. So we've kind of, and that, I, I don't want to say easy, but now you're getting into the, yeah. the nuts and bolts now, literally, you know, the screwdrivers yeah. and the, and the, and, and the, yeah, yeah. And the gear, whatever, whatever <laughs> metaphor I'm using here. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about that decision point and like that getting to that point of like, okay, I, this is who, and we'll talk about uh, CAI, who you decide, who you went with, why them. And, but like, what was those last, those last, like the, the weeds, the weeds part of this decision-making process? Yeah, you know, meeting each of the eight groups um, at the end of the day, um, you know, you get a good gut feel about yep. who they are, what they're about. Each one we did dinners with or lunches with or even, you know, some of them came to our to our offices for, you know, to see what we were all about. So you had, you know, a little more face time with each of these companies to learn who they are as individuals as well, not just as CAI, the company. But Rob and Ashton and, you know, the partners there that I get to deal with today. Um, so totally. Mm-hmm. So that was that was also the part that um, helped sway our decision, I think, on who to go with. And CAI, when we kind of narrowed down to four, yeah. CAI was number four. 
um, in the dollars and cents. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah. So what uh, were, but, what were some of the key factors and you touched on it, the people, the individuals that really swung your decision point from number four in the dollars and cents, but yet ended up being number one in terms of who you chose to go with. Like aside from the people, were there any other key differentiators, non directly monetary in terms of dollars and cents that you go, yeah, that, that is actually worth more to me in the long run than maybe whatever X amount of dollars more. Yeah. You know, CAI did step up at the end. It was, it was, um, there was two Canadian firms, two S two U S firms. Okay. Um, the U.S. firm that had had the highest offer was the one I just didn't have a good gut feel. I didn't want to work with them moving yep. forward. Yep, had a little bit of a fight with my partners on that one. <laughs> but, Again, I appreciate your honesty. It wasn't all so, just yeah, sunshine and roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. But ultimately, and 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 kudos to Mike and Bill. At the end of the day, um, hey, Brian and Greg are moving forward, running this company. They also have to feel comfortable about the partners that we choose. And um, we'll just say there was a $2 million difference, you know, type of things from, yeah. from, from, from there. So, um, okay. yeah. so, so I do appreciate that. that that's a really yeah. interesting dynamic. It's like, I just want to get yeah. as many dollars off tables I can to like, well, actually, no, I'm sticking around. Like I'm here to grow this thing. So that's, yeah. I have a bit of a different motivation, you know, yeah. short, a bit short term versus long term, uh, you know, infinite versus finite, that kind of all, all those buzzy terms. But it's very real in terms of the dichotomy that creates in the decision. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and then again, um, you know, it's funny now partnering with CAI and listening to their story um, about what they thought. Uh, they yeah, loved, yeah, I love that. They it's love, getting the other yeah. side of the chessboard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They love this industry. They love the utility world. They've, they've owned a, a, another couple companies that are you know, tied to it. Um, a company down in the U S that does street lighting maintenance, that type of thing in the Chicago area. So, so they understand the utility industry and, um, uh, they, they wanted, they wanted line star at the end of the day. So, um, technically the, the, it was a Thursday. I remember we had a meeting in the morning. We decided we were going to sign with one of the U S firms and, um, Again, they weren't the highest. Um, they they were second in in, in but the they bidding. Were, but they were higher than C- CAI. Yeah, yeah. They were higher than CAI at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we had had a meeting with Ford Capital and the partners, and we decided at that point in time that yes, tomorrow morning we'll get on a call, we'll finalize it, we'll sleep on it tonight, we'll sign the deal Friday morning, and uh, and move forward. And um, I remember saying to um, Ford Capital. Um, you guys sure CAI's out? I really like those guys, you know? And uh, they're like, nope, they've stretched as far as they can stretch. They, they're at the end. And uh, I'm sitting in the office here at 6.30, and my cell phone rings. And it's Fort Capital. And he says, Brian, I don't know what just happened. Just hung up the phone from CAI, and they're going to this number. What do you think? And I'm like, Done. Let's get That's this awesome, done. That's awesome, man. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know the short strokes on this one. That's yeah. great. Mm. Yeah. And so now talking with with uh, with Rob from CAI, he's like, we battled in the office and we talked and we talked all afternoon and we went back and forth as partners and finally somebody said, just get the damn deal done. And so uh, Rob said he was driving home from the office and phoned uh, Fort Capital and and said. 
we're stretching one more time, here's where we're going to. And will that get us the deal? And uh, Ford Capital said, yeah, I think it will. So, And, and <laughs> at that point, they didn't know it was it, it, like, they didn't know it was the 11th hour. They didn't know you were at that point technically signing the deal the next morning. Yeah. So, no. I love the timing and all the nuance of all the yeah. variables that yeah. take place to then finally get a deal done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you think, like I say, it's just funny how the stars aligned, if you want to call yeah, it. Right? I love it. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when, know, when, when, when was that? Like, back to get, just to get back to our timeline. Um, that was end of like September. When, when, when did that, when, so, when was that Thursday, Friday time? Like the, those two days. So that would have been uh story. I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, end of, June. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. early. So okay. then, yeah. So end fairly of quickly, April, May, June, like this unfolded yeah. fairly quick. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, we, then we sign an exclusive with CAI. Yeah. And, and then you really get you into know, the, the, the. Then we really get into it, right? So yeah. Yeah. And how long was that so, process from you know June to going through the deep, so deep October, dive due diligence? October third is when we we signed the deal. Okay. We, you know, or finalized the deal with them, right? Yep. So. And did yeah. much change in that time? In terms of what the expectations were and what, like, again, what the handshake was based on or what the, the number and, and all the criteria that was, that was decided on in April after the due diligence process? There was. Um, it, it, CAA did come back to us uh, and basically gave us the same offer, um, but it's an earn out. Okay. So, so, so they came down in price, but we can still actually get to the, 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 the final offer from them yep. uh, with the, with an earn out. So oh, and, and how, long was the, how long was the earn out? We've got till the end of June okay. to uh, to come up, with, to basically bring our EBITDA to a number that, that we've all agreed to. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. And how are you feeling? How are you feeling about that? <laughs> you know, feeling really confident about okay. it. Amazing. Um, things continue. Um, there's always the little nuances of um, uh, spending money today. On of course, things that's immediately future, what I, that's immediately what I was right? thinking about. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. an expansion into Quebec. <laughs> yes, right. So yeah, new software we're looking at as well. So um, I'm sorry that. Yeah, there's a phone in it. the background. That's okay. <laughs> that would, you know what? The real the real world happens even when you're doing podcasts, Brian. It's totally fine. I didn't I didn't do not disturb that phone. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't don't okay. worry about it. Hey, this we're we're thirty some minutes in. If people are still listening, yeah. they're they're okay if they heard a little bit of a phone ring. It's all right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, come on. We all yeah. lived through COVID of screaming kids and dogs running through the background and all the things. So it's it's all good. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Things that perfect. used to bother yeah. me years ago, I couldn't care less about anymore. I'm like, oh well, it's real, <laughs> it's real life and it's and, it, and it's messy. So you guys are yeah. working in earnout process. That isn't interesting. I really appreciate you touching on that, the honesty and the reality of like, okay, I'm here to grow the business, and oh, I've got this earnout kind of sitting on my shoulder. That you're right. You're doing an expansion into a new market. That's probably not going to drive money towards even in the first six months or maybe a year, hopefully, but probably not in the context of your earnout deadline. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So there is some concerns there and, and those are great open conversations with CAI and, and they're saying these are things they want to help do. Yeah, yeah. Um, we put a CFO in, uh, we've hired a CFO, right. Um, and so her salary is not tied to the bottom line currently. Okay. So it's not going to affect our Which EBITDA, comes back to right? the so, fact that you have a good partner who's willing to grow with you and coming all back to who you chose to work with going, no, nope, those absolutely. are the rules. That's what it is. Versus like, okay, yeah, we get it. Yes. Someone who's got yeah. a get it factor goes a long way in my business. It, 
It really does. And, and I, again, I just, that was like right from the get go meeting the whole group at CAI and, and getting to know them, the dinner, the lunches, you know, yeah, those yeah. types of things. We all partners just had a really good feel about, about working with them. And it's, and it's sounds like it's proven out to be true so far. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. your two partners who exited, they're done. They rode off into the sunset. They're chilling. They're, they're, they're playing golf somewhere warmer than minus 35 right now, Brian, as you and I sit in Calgary, freezing our asses off. Yeah, exactly. Actually. So Mike and Bill are, are, are technically done at the end of December. Um, um, the, they're going to stay on as a contractor okay. for the first six months oh, to nice. help, okay. you know, kind of continue to grow. Well, they're also motivated. There's an earnout that's sure. side of them for sure. Everyone, everyone's yeah, got some yeah. quote unquote skin in the game still. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the one thing we had to do in a sense though, was, um, Lee is our branch manager in Vancouver now. And so had to kick Mike out of the office, uh, you know. <laughs> no, I get Mike, it. I get it. Yeah, Mike's yeah. been the guy, right? Of so, course. And and so we, I was like, Mike, for Lee to succeed, to be the new guy, <laughs> to be the new guy, yeah, we need yeah. you out, right? So yeah, so he's working from home now, so he's enjoying that. So <laughs> change, change, and so far yeah. for yourself, uh, happy with everything, feeling really good about it. Like it sounds like this was a successful transaction for for Linestar <laughs> and for you. Mm. Yeah, very, very successful for, for all of us. And, and I'm really excited about, you know, 2023, um, kind of, you know, starting the, the new chapter of Linestar. Mm. I keep saying Linestar 2.0. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, good. I get it. You know, I love it. Kind of Brian LaRue 2.0. <laughs> <So it's, laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, looking at the, the big picture now as well, of uh, CEO across the country um, versus prior was, you know, managing, running Alberta, yeah, yeah, helping yeah, the other offices a, different... a little bit, but a little more pressure now too. As they say, less on your desk, more in your head kind of thing as, as it goes up the chain. Um, yeah. Rewind, it's April, 2022. Uh, and you, the you, Brian 2.0 is having a chat with Brian 1.0. Any advice that uh, Brian 2.0 would give Brian 1.0 last April <laughs> before this thing really got, got rolling? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I've all, I'm always this, upbeat guy, a smile on my face. That's, and I've known you, you for know, years, Brian. That's a true story. Yeah, I, I would, I would yeah. validate that statement. Mm. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I think, I, I think it would be, you know, the old, the new Brian telling the old Brian is, you know, trust, uh, it will work out. Um, you know, mm. um, it's just, it's, it's been a, a great learning experience as well. Um, you know, back in the day, you, you, you ran the company, you looked at numbers, um, you understood how it all worked. Mm-hmm. Today, you look at it a whole different way again. You're looking deeper at things and, and, and the new partners are teaching, you know, different ideas, different mm-hmm. thoughts, different ways to look at growing as well. So, so there, there's so much more excitement again. Um, That's and, exciting. Are, yeah. are they very active with CAI in terms of that, like giving you that mentorship and that opportunity to look at things differently? Because you're now growing a bigger business than what you had before. And that's often a different skill set. And, you know, I think you and I probably had the same tech speaker that came in and said, listen, you know, there's always going to be those moments as you grow where you feel you're not the CEO for the business that you need to be, or you, the business is outgrows you as a leader or a founder. I know that's a common phenomenon. But the argument is, well, yeah, but you're just growing into that next iteration. Are they there? Have you been getting the support, like even from a mentorship coaching perspective around some of those, you know, maybe more advanced or more unique ways of looking at things that just haven't been required in your role up to this point? Mm -hmm. They definitely have. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
I think if you talk to enough people, they'll tell you, oh, be very careful about private equity, you know. And Get all the negative stories. It, yeah. the, all the negative stories, right? Uh, and so far, everything's been positive. So that's been the good news. Um, you know, we had to renegotiate a lease for our Ontario operation. Uh, and, you know, when it comes back and forth, you finally look at it, you read it, and you've got this 100-page lease, and you kind of go, okay, it's time now to send it to the lawyer just to make sure. Right. And they're like, no, don't do that. We'll look after it. So then they went back and forth and looked after the lease. And then at the end of the day, mm. they basically finalized it and they sent it to me and they said, OK, you can sign it now. Um, and so that now that's happening with with the uh, with the Quebec lease as well. Um, so that's, so that's interesting because that's very tra- that's a, that, you know, would argue that's very transactional, but also has a huge commitment to it over time and money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, and they, like they said, this is something they do regularly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so let us look, let us look after it. So, um, where we would look for expert outside help yep. for those types of things, they know it, they've got it. And they're saying, you're the expert at running line star. So carry on and do it. Yeah. That's, so that's great. The, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really, really good friend of mine. Um, took on a very, very large role at a Canadian national company. And he said, you know, it's really interesting. He goes, you know, as a, as a small to medium sized business CEO, you've got a little bit of a hat in every, in every, like, oh, there's a big HR issue. He goes, now he goes, I have a huge HR department that I would never even be able to, like, I just need to know that I have the right department. I don't do that. He goes, it's arguably it's easier, but he goes, there's a whole bunch of new skills of reporting to the board and, you know, being in public markets and things he had to learn. But he goes, a lot of those things that he dealt with in the small to medium size, and he grew a very successful mid-sized business. He goes, I was always involved. He goes, I'm just not involved in those anymore because I'd just be in the way. Because <laughs> I'm not a legal <laughs> expert or an HR expert or a lease negotiations expert. So it was interesting yeah. to hear his perspective, you know, that you have somebody in your corner that's like, hey, you're there to run the business. Let us deal with the these negotiations we do it all the time mm-hmm. yeah absolutely it sounds very right? freeing it sounds great actually <laughs> it does right and those are some of the things too like you say i don't know i'm not the expert at so um you know one of the things uh i'm dating myself but anyway way way back in the day when i worked for dad i worked for dad at a high school dad at his own business and dad always said you got to surround yourself with good people and it'll make life so much easier for you right and and i mean i think that's you know good people at work, good people as your friends, good, yeah, you know, that type no. of thing, right? So, dad, dad wasn't usually, no. it usually gets more true the longer it goes on, <laughs> I find. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my, my yeah, dad gets yeah. always, my parents get smarter the older I get. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, I appreciate so, I appreciate the honesty and obviously I you know, had a bit of a ringside seat and watched you kind of go through this and, and saw the real positive and as it started to kind of go in a direction where it met the everyone's objective, but more importantly, it also met your objective and of course I, knew you and I didn't know the rest of yeah. the partners, but knowing that you wanted to yeah. go forward and wanted to grow the business and, but you had other partners who wanted to exit and you know, all of the, the tug of war that I, you know, I'm quite sure happened much more than you even, that you even shared, but to be able to yeah. find a partner now that truly sounds like your partner, not just someone who gave you money. <laughs> There's a big difference there, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, uh, again, uh, had our, had our first board meeting, uh, last week out in Vancouver and you know, that again, new for me. So, um, just another learning experience, uh, you know, building, you know, your, your PowerPoint presentation to pitch to the board was, was kind of fun, quite, a, quite interesting. So nice. there's, there's just whole new dynamics now in this, this new world as well, in this new role that I've got that, I, that I'm really excited about and, and looking forward to. That's amazing. Well, Brian, thanks for being honest and again, just sharing the, the real of the story. And hey, I'm asking yeah. you this right at the end because I'm kind of curious. Um, 
Did you buy any toys after the deal? Did you buy a new watch? Did you buy new golf clubs? Did you do anything fun? <laughs> this is completely an end of the chat question. I'm like, yeah, I never really asked you if you did the, any of those things. If you got a shiny red something sitting in your garage, which, you know, it's minus 30. So maybe that, that's not a useful toy, but maybe a toy all the same. <laughs> no, no, I have not, to be honest. Uh, I did a little, I, I bought a couple, done a little couple things, I guess. I had a quick trip out to, to Phoenix to visit some friends. Nice. And I did buy myself a Christmas present. Uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, I've got myself a PS5. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. Brian, always humble and always practical. I love that about you. That's how you got yourself a PS5. That's amazing. You know what, Brian, my friend, you earn it. <laughs> Santa checked this list and you deserve the PS5 this year. That's awesome, and I love it. That's what you got yourself. Thanks, Tyler. I know yeah. it's ahead. Of, this is going to air after Christmas. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. You still want to axe when you unwrap it. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome, man. Brian, yeah. thanks so much for coming on. Hey, if people want to learn or if people want to get in touch with you, I know you're on LinkedIn. I know you guys, you know, linestar.ta, you guys get a website, you got tons of information on there. What's your preferred way for people to get uh, a hold of you if they want to reach out and have a chat? You know, the LinkedIn start is, is awesome. Yeah, cool. uh, more and more people reaching out that way, of course, is, is the best way. Um, emails today are, um, uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I know. You know how the inbox fills up so fast, I, right? So, I, 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 I do. It's the amount of ways we have to communicate with each other, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Email, although effective, it also has the most volume. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so no, but, I, uh, I found that yeah, the LinkedIn works best. Perfect. Well, uh, you're on LinkedIn. Yeah. Check it out, Brian LaRue. And it's L apostrophe H-E-U-R-E-U-X for those of us who uh, who maybe don't wouldn't have thrown the L with the apostrophe in front. But uh, yeah. I encourage people to reach yeah. out. I always enjoy uh, your humility. And it's been an honor and a privilege to kind of sit alongside you and watch you go through this journey and could be more excited for the, like you said, the, what comes next for Linestar. And uh, of course, Brian Brian 2.0. I will, yeah. I will bring that up again. You do know I'm going to use that in the future. <laughs> Is this a Brian 2.0 thing? What's happening here? But Brian, yeah. thanks for coming on and congratulations and uh, more power to you on your success my friend yeah thanks very much tyler it's been a a good day very enjoyable conversation awesome thank you thank you